Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. So, so much for handing off. We're going to do takeaways for the day and uh, takeaways for the week. I think one of the ways to leverage uh, this community is we are all 
on a journey in the consistent, persistent pursuit of our potentials. And we're learning so much. And I thought, you know, we're kind of the cliff notes of the week. And I do this every six weeks or so, a uh, takeaway for the weeks where we're leveraging the community to give us the lesson, the greatest impact, something that resonates with them. So we all can share in those lessons and uh, give a little bit of a commentary or hopefully give some clarity, balance and focus to those takeaways of the week. And it's uh, one of my favorite trainings to do, leveraging the breakfast of champion community and, uh, just a blessing to be able to do this. So I'm going to introduce the incredible Jakey Bakey, who will set the room for us. Good morning, Jake. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Amelia. How are you today, Dave? I'm amazing. Thank you so much. How about you? Perfect. I am great. I will set the room here. As you mentioned, this is the Breakfast with Champions, the best room here on Clubhouse. It's 7 a.m. Pacific time, 10 a.m. Eastern time, the Power Hour with David Meltzer. Dave's been doing training for over 22 years, close to 23 years now live. So he's currently live, of course, on Zoom, on Clubhouse, on Instagram, on all the social media channels. And today's training is on takeaway of the week. So any takeaway that you have for the week here on Clubhouse, just feel free to raise your hand and we will bring you up to share your takeaway of the week. Also back channel me and we will bring you up. Let's, uh, let's also take a quick second. Let's use that share button at the bottom here on Clubhouse. Let's share with your friends, your family, Anyone that you think would benefit and would like to share their takeaway of the week, go ahead and share this room. Let's also take a quick second, follow the people next to you, follow the people on stage. And with that in mind, I'll pass it back over to Dave. Dave, if you want to share your takeaway of the week while people start to load up theirs, uh, that'd be great. Yeah, so, you know, I have a, a takeaway of the week, um, which was uh, stimulated by people unintentionally lying uh to others and then you know eventually realizing that they're lying to themselves and i realized that there's a catalyst uh into accountability into this idea of uh what am i doing to participate in mine or other people's perception and what am i supposed to learn from it and i came up with a lesson that says we have to learn to live with ourselves before we lie to ourselves. And um, I think a lot of times the unintentional uh, or good intentioned lies uh, can be more damaging because I think uh, vibrationally or frequency wise, we don't realize that that is the interference, that the unintentional or intentionally with good intention lies we tell to ourselves uh, end up interfering um, with our greatest potential. And it causes us to slow down our journey. It causes us to get off track or even accelerate in the wrong direction. So my takeaway for the week was to learn to live with myself through accountability, forgiveness, and, and gratitude, asking myself, what am I doing to participate in this perception of myself or the perception of others? And what, and most importantly, am I supposed to learn from it? And I think, you know, really looking deeper into the meaning of what we give things and looking into ourselves for that journey uh, has been an extra extraordinary uh, way to accelerate, grow, learn, aggregate and compound the good behaviors that I want and to clear the interference between the omniscient, all powerful, all knowing source and me that I am happy, healthy, wealthy and worthy. And it's one of the ways to figure out what I'm doing to interfere with it. Uh, so please learn to live with it yourself and uh, 
you will stop lying to yourself or lie to yourself less. Anyway, Jake, uh, let's go ahead and bring up the first person for a takeaway. Perfect. And uh, it's learn to live with yourself. Thank you for sharing your takeaway of the week, Dave. Let's see if uh, Amberly Lago, Amberly, welcome to the clubhouse. Do you want to share your takeaway of the week? Hey there. Thank you it's so much to uh, be here with y'all. I just popped in for a minute. I'm actually at the gym, so I'm going to step outside and and so maybe you can hear me a little bit better. You know, I love learning from David. And one thing that I always take away from what he shares is, he, you know what, David, you're so enlightened. And the gratitude that you have for life and for others, it constantly reminds me of the power of gratitude and how it can shift our perspective, how we might have fear or doubt or be worried or, you know, all the crazy uncertainty that's going on in the world. But if we just focus on our gratitude, how that instantly shifts our perspective and it, it really allows us to think about all the things that we can do and all the things that we do have. So anyway, I'm just happy to be here. I'm going to listen in. I hope you can hear me okay. I tried to get to where there was a little bit more quietness and I'm just happy to be here with all of you amazing legends and thank you so much for calling on me to share a little bit. Dave, you're on mute. You're on Clubhouse. How about I unmute myself? I'm so grateful for the mute button. Um, anyway, <laughs> can you hear me now, Jake? I hear you perfectly. You sound like Glenn Lundy. All right. I thought I was. I thought I was going to have to come <laughs> in as his little boy stumble right there. Since we were having some technical Oh, speak of gratitude. It is the G Lundy, my voice double. Uh, but you know, Glenn, I'm glad you're here because I'd like to get your takeaway. Uh, but I need to mention this because. You know, gratitude is so amazing, um, but the real lesson within the context of gratitude is our ability to use it. And there's two things that have come about um, in, in my life. And one is, uh, you know, I do a 14-day gratitude challenge, not just to remind, remember, and recollect the power of gratitude, which is the number one thing that people email me, DM me, message me about, that it's changed their life. It takes 0.1 seconds and it's free. But it's the coherence of gratitude. I think everyone in the world, whether you studied physics, quantum physics, or metaphysics, or whether you, you know, learned it when you were two, three, or four, uh, everyone needs to practice the coherence of gratitude. And coherence is the remembrance, reminding, and recollecting, and actually being. Meaning we have to remember, remind, and recollect gratitude every day. And we forget it every day. And we want it to be in our mind, our thoughts, our actions, our words, our beliefs, and our feelings, the majority of the day. But I think the easiest way to learn the discipline of coherence, to be able to remember the behaviors that are most powerful and to do them is a great inherent lesson of gratitude. And the other thing that I've learned about gratitude, and it is the most powerful thing in the world, is that gratitude gives us perspective. And I talked about what are we doing to participate in the perceptions of ourselves and others. And that's how we learn to love ourselves and live with ourselves so we don't lie to ourselves. But when we can reconcile time, we can prioritize gratitude. What do I mean? That a lot of people are so good and so well-intentioned that they can find the light, the love, and the lessons in everything and everyone. And their issue is prioritization 
via time, meaning, hey, today's the only reality that I have. Yesterday is relative and the future is relative. So do I want to spend my time finding the love, the light, and the lessons in this person's situation, opportunity, activity I get paid for, et cetera? Is it worth my time? So prioritization allows us to utilize gratitude in its greatest form by prioritizing the things that give us back the most gratitude, that gives us back the most value, that gives us back the most appreciation. In other words, utilizing a great chain of feeding uh, to say that, hey, I know I only have 24 hours a day, 1,440 minutes today. Is this person, place, thing, or idea worth my time comparatively to the other activities, ideas, places, or situations that I could be utilizing that is feeding me instead of bleeding me? So those who are most optimistic, toptimistic, and poptimistic, they have a difficult time or a challenge because they know there's light, love, and lessons and everything, but they haven't practiced the coherence or the ability to prioritize gratitude in a realistic approach during the day to make sure they're feeding those in those situations that feed them. G. Lundy, you still here? I am indeed, sir. Do you got a takeaway for the day for me or for the week? I know you are exposed to so many great lessons. What's your takeaway for the week? My takeaway uh, this week, we've actually been on my morning show, we've been talking about this idea of 800%, right? Taking our dreams, our visions, our goals, our aspirations, and and really stretching them out, right? And what, what does an 800% life looks like? Not a, I'm living at 100% of my potential, but exceeding that going to an 800% level. And through that thought process, uh, through that thought process, we've had many discussions right here in the Breakfast with Champions room, uh, many discussions. I've had a lot of discussions with myself, sitting down and writing on paper and obviously coming from a space of gratitude, but starting to stretch and think a little bit beyond. And one of my biggest uh, takeaways this week, and I had some big ones last week because I was with you, but one of the biggest ones this week is I was looking at, and we've been studying um, Grant Cardone and Be Obsessed or Be Average, and we were looking at some of his revenue numbers. $1.8 million a day, $1.8 million a day, his companies and organizations are driving in revenue. And at $1.8 million a day, he is still chasing his potential. He is still beating the sun up every day, right? He's beating the sun up every day at $1.8 million a day. And that really hit me this week. Like, there, it's, not, it's not a finish line. It's not a dollar sign. It's not a, a target that we need to achieve. It's this, it's this desire to live out our fullest potential right and so you and i discussed last week the underutilization of glenn lundy (laughs) yes we did (laughs) the underutilization of glenn lundy and that is sitting with me in a a very unique um um, way and 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 the universe is is putting things in my place to really help me um, look at that as a source of fuel right uh, the underutilization of Glenn Lundy is not the legacy I want to go down with. 
It's the, I, I, I want to utilize my potential to its fullest. And so that's been my takeaway this week is that, you know, it's not necessarily a target or finish line. It's not what someone else is able to achieve or accomplish. Um, it's ultimately fulfilling the highest level, chasing that potential. Thank you. Thank you, Willa. Thank you, I was. Yeah, chasing the potential that exists in you and what that looks like and making sure that we are on that journey to continue to expose uh, more levels within ourselves and make sure we don't go down as the most underutilized talent in the uh, in the history of the universe. And that that is an essential lesson in all of us, you know, from Grant to to all the greats, you know, and that's part of the reason I have the, the TV show Office Hours as well as the digital side is, you know, Grant's been on there from Brett Favre to Cameron Diaz to every person from billionaires like Tillman Fertitta and Mark Cuban to entrepreneurs and, and you know, like Gary and, and Grant and Ed, my let into entertainment, into sports, obviously, with the greatest. Uh, and what I have found is that desire that you must be what you can be. Um, but there's something that's relative in accountability to that when you're underutilizing your potential, limiting yourself is one way to look at it too, Glenn, right? You have unbelievable potential is what we really were talking about. And I was like, you're interfering with it, man. You're underutilizing, you're, you know, you sat on my TV show this week, we had two minute drill filming and I had, you know, some of the biggest entrepreneurs on there and I'm looking at you as a host going, man, Glenn is equal to or greater than anyone that's ever sat on this TV show. And, you know, that's where I came up with, why are you limiting yourself, man? You're so underutilized. Like every single comment, you just brought an energy of frequency that's underutilized. Uh, but coming to the differentiator between the Grant Cardones who make almost $2 million a day and those who are dreaming of making $2 million a year or $2 million in a lifetime is that Grant as well as all these other people who carry the spirit of excellence that have a desire that they must be what they can be, they live in the empty mile. Uh, and this is where the relativity of accountability to yourself, Glenn, uh, and to, to me that I hold myself every day is that most people give 800% every once in a while. And what they do is they justify why they are not where they wanna be going back to the one day in the last three weeks that they went, or even in the last three years, that they went the extra mile, that they went the 800% every once in a while. And they use that to justify why they should be where they wanna be. They use that to justify why they should be, but truly they're living in blame, shame, and justification of why they're not there. And those people who go the extra mile every day, like Grant Cardone and Ed Milet and Tillman Fertitta and Cameron Diaz and Dan Aykroyd and Austin Eckler and all these greats that are around, these people, Michael Chandler is another one who I introduced you to, Glenn, right? These people, they go the extra mile every day. And what they find out is they're in the empty mile where very few people win world championships that are winning Academy Awards, that are on the biggest shows and the biggest stages or making $2 million a day. If you want to be in the empty mile, 
it's great that you, you know, talk about the 800%, but don't do it every once in a while. Do it every single day. And most importantly, as Amelia was talking about before I got uh, on here, do it every day in enjoy- enjoyment. Enjoy the consistent, everyday, persistent, without quit pursuit of your potential, giving the extra mile, the 800% every day. And let's live and love ourselves and learn from ourselves and be honest with ourselves and say, what am I doing to participate in this perception of going the 800%? What am I actually doing and what am I supposed to learn from it? And that's what I took away from participating in the perception of your takeaway of being underutilized, of living in the empty mile, of going 800% every day. Love it, brother. Love it, love it, love it. And I appreciate the kind words and the compliments and also the boot in the rear end that we all need every once in a while, right? You got to surround yourself with people that will tell you the truth, people that will uh, expose you and and uh, open your eyes to the levels of opportunity and growth and development. So I always appreciate you for that. Uh, I love the no-nonsense way that you live your life. Uh, It is inspiring to me. So thank you for that, man. We are going to, uh, we we are in the process of uh, changing that around. I I look forward to the day where we meet in the next life and we look back and talk about the overutilization of uh of our of our talents <laughs> well I, I appreciate your humility and allowing me to illuminate this so that other feel comfortable um you know i always uh, say that i know my true friends when i tell my true friends the truth and they still remain my friends because they know that if i didn't care deeply about them I, i'd let it go right i just want to say i say that to my employees all the time uh, you know talking about micromanaging you know i love when a kid will tell me i just don't like to be micromanaged oh okay so you don't want me to care about you because i'm paying attention and giving intention i'm giving of my time of you and, and you see this as punishment maybe i should just you know, go ahead and let you fall away. Because if I'm not talking to you, if I'm not teaching you, coaching you and mentoring you, I think maybe then you should worry about your path or your career with me. Uh, So I'm a big fan of micromanagers and paying attention when people are giving me attention. And I'll give you all the love, man. Thank you for your humility and allowing us to illuminate our path, our journey, so others can be inspired and elevated by it as well. Uh, The incredible Glenn Lundy, the creator of the Breakfast of Champions, and we're just blessed to have him in this room. Thanks for joining us, brother. Yeah, man, honored to be here. Let's keep rocking and rolling. Excited to learn some more. Awesome. All right, Jakey of the Bakey, uh, who's up next with the takeaway of the day? Yes, thank you, Glenn. Let's bring up Michael, the motivator. Michael, what uh, what's your takeaway of the week, Michael? Hey, thank you so much. And I just want to thank Glenn for his humility. It was it was very it was very enlightening, and it was very powerful for the room. David Meltzer, thank you, man. I appreciate you. Um, you said two things that you said it really fast, but you could teach a whole month on this. I know you could. You talked about vibration and frequency. And you talked about that energy of, you know, deception or lying to yourself. 
but we don't quite understand that everything is energy. Every thought, every feeling, gratitude is an energy. Um, shame, <laughs> a low-level energy. And, you know, that was just extremely powerful. Um, my, my takeaway, Jeff Bezos, I, I seen a video, Jeff Bezos said when he was starting out, he had to raise $1 million. And he 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 eventually had 20 investors invest $50,000, but he held 60 meetings and 40 people told him no. 40 people told him no. So my takeaway of the week from that was keep my eye on the prize and keep going. It's not over until we win. And that's my takeaway. Thank you for sharing. That is so important. And yes, your frequency, your vibration, your awareness is your neighborhood. And the higher your frequency, the more options, opportunities, and touches of favor uh, from the people and ideas in your neighborhood you receive. Uh, I love the fact you bring up Jeff Bezos because to that end, I use an example of Jeff Bezos in this realm uh, you know, 25 years ago, uh, Jeff Bezos was selling books out of his garage. 25 years ago, I had more money than Jeff Bezos. I was more famous, more well-known than Jeff Bezos 25 years ago. And if I was in that garage with Jeff Bezos as an entrepreneur, as an optimist, a toptimist, and I even call myself a poptimist named after my grandfather, who he could find the light, the love, and the lessons in anything. But if I was in that garage with Jeff Bezos when he was selling books, and he would tell me, yeah, I'm raising a million dollars, Dave. Give me 50 grand. I got 20 people and I'm going to be the richest man on earth someday and come along with me. I'm going to be worth over a trillion dollars. Now, that would have been a deal that I would have walked away from. That would have been a deal that I would have, as even an optimist said, man, good luck. But I would have snickered when I left, laughed at him and said, how the heck is that guy going to be the richest man on earth? He's selling books out of his garage. How the heck is that man going to make over a trillion dollars? How is that man going to create a legacy by giving $10 billion to our environment? How is that man going to be the most well-known entrepreneur in the world? I'm not giving him my 50 grand. Are you kidding me? This is the limitations of the vibration and the frequencies that we have to be aware of. It's the reason... Jack Canfield, who wrote the most popular book series in the world next to the Bible, Chicken Soup for the Soul, was rejected by 120 publishers telling him that that's the dumbest idea. The book will never make it. So even when the optimists, the optimists and the poptimists are laughing at you, snickering at you, eventually, as I do to Jeff Bezos today, they will applaud you and you have to stay on that course and enjoying the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential. Remembering every time I drive to the airport, I'm making a thousand unconscious and, and subconscious pivots in order to put me into a better place, a better position into the accelerated state of trajectory towards the airport. I'm always on my move into an objective of some place that's outrageous, audacious, like Jeff Bezos 
and trying to empower over a billion people to make money, help people and have fun and be happy. Thank you for raising, raising our frequency by joining us in this neighborhood. Come back. What a great takeaway of the week. All right, Jake, who's up next? Perfect. Thank you for sharing, Michael. Let's bring up Christina Madrigal next. Christina, if you're here, please unmute yourself. Yes, there you are and share your takeaway of the week. Hi, hello. Thank you so much for calling on me. That's so sweet and kind. And I love everybody listening to everybody's takeaway so far. Um, so mine is going to be really based upon y'all helping me um, as I'm in the group and um, coaching group with y'all. And I've been navigating relationships and uh, I've been really chewing all week long on the lesson of prioritization, like exactly Meltzer, what you just talked about. Um, but it just hit me <laughs> this week of like how much choice I have in my time with whom I spend or said opposite. I don't know if that's said correctly, but basically with whom I spend my time, like I choose all of that. And I was feeling uh, disempowered and I'm now feeling empowered to really um, prioritize. And um, that is a natural state in what I do for a living is prioritization. And then applying that to my relationships and my personal life just like opened up my world this week in a way that was really profound and, and empowering. And now when I'm engaging with people, I can really understand, am I in the right place? Am I in the right frequency? Is this the right thing for me? And then I can prioritize. And that lesson really helped shift the process that I had been in prioritizing with who, you know, people I should be with. So anyway, so Oh, well, thank you for raising our awareness to prioritization in a different realm, right? Prioritization is the confirmation of being present. Uh, when we prioritize, we know exactly what to do now. When we're doing things now, we're being present. It also renders it as an antidote to procrastination, as well as an antidote to feeling overwhelmed. Uh, when we are confirming being present and doing things now through prioritization, it's impossible to procrastinate and impossible to feel overwhelmed. Uh, the interesting thing about prioritization as well is it is reality. See, when we know what we want, it becomes a possibility. When we know who we can help with what we want and who can help us through that inspiration, it becomes a probability. When we know how uh, through the lenses of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude, being a student of the calendar, understanding how we pay attention and give intention to what we do, say, think, believe, and feel, then we can prioritize. But when we know the how, it becomes our perception. And as we participate in that perception, it is prioritization that makes it our reality. What is the possibility? Who is the probability? How is the perception? But now, prioritization is the reality. And once we know and we are present, we then stop searching for what we already have. We acknowledge, we acquire the knowledge of what we're connected to and through the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipresent source, an unbelievable potential, a Jeff Bezos potential, a Grant Cardone potential, in order to what? 
not in search of our why, not in search of getting more happy, more healthy, more wealthy, and more worthy, but instead confirming our happiness, our health, our wealth, and our worthiness, and just figuring out what we're doing to interfere with it, reminding, remembering, and recollecting, and identifying those interferences, and in moving in a trajectory towards what we want, who we can help, how to get it done, and prioritization, confirming, as well as being an antidote to procrastination and feeling overwhelmed. So, Christina, continue to apply your why, continue to accelerate and grow in a trajectory towards something outrageous that other people will laugh at, scoff at, and make fun of, so that they then will applaud you. What a great uh, member of our group. By the way, if anyone wants to join our group, we have a mindset group, a career transition group. I even have a taking advantage of the recession group. Uh, just go ahead, email me, david at dmeltzer.com. Come join us. Uh, we are having a ball and uh, we also have a private networking group helping each other to accelerate and compound our behaviors in a trajectory towards what we want, who we can help, how to get it done, and prioritize those things by applying our why. All right, Jake, there's a lot in that last takeaway of the week. Uh, who's up next? Perfect, and I'll quickly reset the room here. It is 7.29 a.m. Pacific time, 10.29 Eastern time. Welcome everybody to the takeaway of the week training with David Meltzer. If you have a takeaway of the week that you'd like to share, just back channel me here on Clubhouse. Also, if you have any questions you want to ask David afterwards or share your takeaway of the week, just email him, david at dmeltzer.com, david at dmeltzer.com. Thank you, everybody, for sharing. Let's also take a quick second. Use that little uh, arrow at the bottom. Let's share on Twitter messages here on Clubhouse with everybody. We're really creating the best community here on Clubhouse in the Breakfast with Champion. So let's continue with, with the takeaways of the week. It looks like Khalil is trying to unmute himself. So Khalil, do you want to share your takeaway of the week? Yes, yes, yes. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. I just want to, this is Khalil here from Tucson. I, I'm sorry. I'm just being in, in elliptical here, breathing hard. But I'm so excited. Just being a little late here today, but I'm so excited about Friday. Not because Friday is the end of the week, but Friday is when there's beautiful people in here. The great uh, Glenn Lendy just uh, created this room that's been blessing my life, and uh, and you, David, and everybody else in this room from Amelia and everybody that come out and just uh, basically eat that elephant and cut it in pieces, which is the fear. One thing, uh, my takeaway of the week is this: I listened to Breakfast of Champion the other day, and these three words that one gentleman came up there and said: "Be kind, listen, and have fun," and uh, just. Be kind to elevate the frequency that David always talk about and elevate the frequency of just being positive and kind and grateful. Uh, humility is amazing in this world and how you change everything, the results that you got in front of you, all the fears and all the, the reaction because you take the action of being kind and being, being humble. And I hear it in people's voice, David, Jake, being out there, Amelia, Glenn and everybody else. And, in this beautiful stage here. I'm so grateful for you guys. And that's that's the biggest thing. Just these three words just were amazing for everything, being shared for it with everybody. And uh, one thing that Glenn was saying this morning about Grant Cardone, the obsession of success and being, and again, Glenn and David were talking about taking advantage of the time and using full potential, filling up those empty boxes that we fill up with some junk that we put in from all over the world, but just staying positive and staying, keeping fighting on it. 
I'm complete. It's Cody from Tucson. Thanks again for the opportunity. I love you guys. We love you as well. And, you know, once again, that gratitude, it's, it's interesting, um, as I've been on a journey, my own journey of self and giving meaning to what I see and every day giving a minimum amount of time to research by, you know, studying Thomas Troward, by studying Michael Singer, by studying The Course in Miracles, by studying Dr. Wayne Dyer, by studying James Clear and, and every single day paying attention and giving attention to the coincidences that I want in studying history and human nature. Um, and one of the things that I've learned through the complexity of studying or paying attention and giving intention is that when we pay attention and give intention to things, the coincidences occur aligned with what we're studying or what we're paying attention or giving intention to. Um, and through this, uh, we learn highly complex things like physics and quantum physics and metaphysics that before we're only creating resistance in our life. And as we study more and more complex things that are aggregating or compounding on each, we realize that the greatest truths and the power within and the layers of the onion are revealed by the simplest of terms, lessons, quotes, mantras, and sayings. And one of those is being kind. Another is to be kind to your future self. Another one is to be kind to your future self by doing good deeds. Another one is to do your best, learn lessons, and have fun. Within the context of these simple philosophies, just like saying thank you before you go to bed and when you wake up will change your life, they take on a meaning according to the meaning you have given it, according to the work or the activity that you've done in paying attention to and giving intention to kindness, gratitude, doing your best, learning lessons, and having fun. The better we understand these simple yet powerful methodologies to happiness, to abundance, to potential, the greater our journey will be. And I want to encourage everyone to articulate the simplicity of their lives by articulating it, by utilizing your own vernacular, your own vocabulary, and your own frequency or vibration. You yourself will take on that meaning of gratitude, of kindness, of doing your best, of learning lessons, and also having fun. And that will render you in a state of inspiration connected to and through the powerful potential that you have and allowing you to put that through you for others, elevating others, empowering others to do the same. What a great uh, takeaway for the week. What a great way to explain it. Thank you for raising my awareness to the simplicity of the complexity of what I do and what I research. And I hope that elevates others to do the same. Uh, all right, Jake, what do we got next? Perfect. Thank you, Khalil, for that takeaway of the week. Let's see, Rebecca, if you'd like to share, Rebecca Whitman, if you can please unmute yourself and share Hi, your takeaway. Hi, everyone. It's Welcome. great to be here. Hi, David. Hi. So I went back to Ohio, where I know you're from too, and I spent time in my childhood home and my childhood room. And I just had immense gratitude for all the teachers and tennis coaches and mentors that poured into me that I wasn't even aware of at the time were shaping my life and just giving me so much 
courage to go after my goals and dreams and kind of just going back to the beginning of where my life started and then where I am now and just, you know, having immense gratitude for people in my life that that I meet along the journey that that change my life and that give me the faith and the courage to pursue the goals and dreams that I've achieved and that I am still achieving. So again, to piggyback on the on the theme of gratitude, but just gratitude for teachers, mentors, and coaches. I, oh my goodness. What a wonderful uh, acknowledgement uh, of those that have helped us get to where we want to be. Um, and yes, uh, anyone, I'm always jealous that gets back to Ohio. If you're ever in Ohio, try out my favorite hamburger place. They actually have impossible burgers too. So if you're vegan, no problem, but there's a Swenson's, uh, in all over Ohio. And, uh, it just brings back great memories, uh, with all my friends who have come, come with me, but it's interesting that you utilize all three terms of a mentor, a coach and a teacher, uh, because these are different things that, you know, some people contain all three, but we have been able to utilize uh, those relationships to make ourselves better, to put ourselves in a better position or a better situation. And the acknowledgement that you give those mentors, teachers, and coaches is so important because acknowledgement is acquiring the knowledge. And remember, you cannot acquire, uh, you cannot acknowledge or acquire the knowledge until you don't have it anymore meaning you give it away. So uh, until you can be a teacher, a coach, and a mentor from what the teachers, coaches, and mentors have taught you, you truly have not created not only the appreciation of adding value, but also the acknowledgement of acquiring the knowledge of what you were truly taught, coached, or mentored. And the differentiator between those, uh, Rach, is that a mentor is someone who sits in the situation that you want to be in. They are just giving you directions. Uh, they've paid the dummy tax. They're creating efficiencies, effectiveness, and statistical success by giving you directions on where they are. Uh, and so you can surpass them as a milestone or a street marker, uh, one of those highway markers. Uh, a, a, a coach is completely different than a mentor. A, a coach is someone that may not even know as much as you about what you're doing. They may not even be close to as good at what you do, uh, but they have a capability of bringing the best out of you to bring that desire that you must be what you can be. And then I think the most difficult of the three, you know, it's not as difficult to give someone directions uh, to where you are since you're already there. Uh, a coach, obviously, it's a soft skill to bring the most out of people to not only motivate them to utilize 90% of the fuel to get up, get back up, get started, get back up, started, but also to inspire them to create that inspiration, to clear the interference and bring the best out of them. But a teacher, a teacher has to, as you know, we were talking with Khalil, they have to know the subject matter so well that they can meet you where you're at and explain it to you so that you can utilize the mentorship and the coaching to its fullest capacity. And I love the fact that not only you appreciate your mentors, coaches, and teachers by adding value to what you've been taught, but you also have already surpassed the acknowledgement because you've given it back. You've paid it forward. Acknowledgement is acquiring the knowledge of what you have. And the only way you can acquire the knowledge, acquire, acknowledge what you have is to not have it anymore and to have given it away. 
And the only thing that we have to do as an accountability to participate in this perception is after you've appreciated the coaching, mentoring, and teachings, after you've acknowledged the coaching, teaching, and mentoring by giving it to others, now you got to ask for more and continue your journey of asking for more by asking for more mentorship, more coaching, and more teaching, as I know you do and I know I do every day by finding people who sit in the situation that I want to be in, by finding the people that can bring the best out of me, that feed me, and also to find the people that are smart enough to meet me where I'm at and explain to me where to get further and faster. Thank you so much. What an important takeaway for the week. And Go O-H-I-O. I'm a Buckeye at heart. Thank you so much. And thank you, David. And don't even get me started on the takeaway of the week of how cheap real estate is there compared to Southern California. That's a whole nother <laughs> conversation. Hey, hey, let me just tell everybody here, no offense to Cleveland, but uh, my friend owns an extraordinary home in Cleveland, and it's one-tenth of my of a cost, uh, one-tenth of a cost to my tiny beach house uh, on the boardwalk in South Mission Beach. But when he walks outside of that mansion, he's in Cleveland. So uh, just take that into consideration. There's a reason things are expensive because it's worth it. And uh, <laughs> here's, here's a shout out to California as well. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, Jake, Mr. Beverly Hills, talk about expensive real estate and Mr. Michigan. Uh, who's up next? Yes, for sure. Go blue, whoever's on here. Just got to give a shout out to the Wolverines. Uh, yeah, let's let's move on to uh, to Tracy. Tracy Oriomi, if you can unmute yourself and share your takeaway of the week. Welcome. Thank you so much, uh, Jake. Um, good to be here. And hello, David. Hello. My uh, takeaway of the week is something that Amelia said earlier, is that you're not having a bad day. I mean, yeah, you're not having a bad day. You're having a bad moment. And not to let a bad moment interrupt your day or not to let that bad moment turn into a bad day because we all have bad moments, if you will. You know, life happens. And it's not a bad day. It's a bad moment. I thought that was pretty profound. And then also um, something that Glenn um, said this week about, he asked a very thought provoking question um, talking about COVID and how things have changed, you know, permanently changed over the last three years since COVID happened. And the question he, he asked was, what is, what are you gonna do? What do you want to permanently change over the next three years? because these three years have, have gone by so fast um, since COVID started. And, you know, what we have learned is that this pandemic has taught us that anything can happen at any time and, and that things can change in an instant. And we just have to not let a bad moment turn into a bad day. So that was my takeaway. Um, thank you so much and back to you. You're awesome. And to the context of that, to help people understand what I call the minutes and moments strategy in life is that our brains uh, are built for one purpose. And most people don't know this. The purpose is to survive. And because the brain 
uh, not the mind, right? The mind is separate from the brain. The mind is a much bigger uh, consciousness that exists, but the brain that sits in your head, its purpose is to survive. And so it creates the ego and the superego and the id and the counterintuitive and intuitive processes that exist between those three. But the brain, because its purpose is number one purpose is to survive, it creates interference. Uh, and it creates interference that can be interpretive and given meaning uh, that can be seen to ruin not only our day, but I've seen it ruin people's weeks and months. And what we have to do is to identify the ego-based consciousness that exists in the brain, the ego-based interference that edges goodness out of our lives and realize that every day there is a perceived threat to our existence and it could be from what someone says thinks does believes or feels and we cannot put measurement on it as amelia was talking about earlier there is no big upset or little upset there's just upset it's just an interference and so taking into consideration that we don't want to exaggerate or add value or pay attention or give intention to the size scope and scale of the interference what we want to focus in on, as you suggest, is the time that we spend in interference, the time that we spent in survival mode of fight, flee, feed, or fornicate. We want to utilize the minutes and moments strategy to get back to center, knowing that when we're in that moment, when we're in the minute, in the moment of survival, that instead of resisting it, going over it, under it, through it, around it, trying to outlogic it, trying to analyze it, trying to oversell it, back end sell it, lie to it, manipulate it, or cheat it, don't resist it and give it energy. Simply realize that when the brain is evoking the survival mode by giving you an ego-based consciousness that creates interference between you and your potential, just stop. Stop, breathe through your nose, out through your mouth, stop. Know that your mind, your body and soul are on fire and drop down to center, down to neutral, down to your higher self. And then roll by recollecting, remembering and reminding. Remind to what? Recollect to what? Remember to what? That's right, to the higher consciousness, to something greater than you that loves you more than your mom. And then roll into the possibilities, probabilities, perspective and reality by knowing what you want in that trajectory in who you can help and who can help with you in that inspiration of a probability and how to get it done and then prioritize or reprioritize or re-engineer the prioritization to then again apply your why only spending minutes and moments in search of that why of the survival consciousness, edging goodness out of your life with your ego this is an essential part of aggregation and compounding of interest of positive behavior, mindset, heart set, and handset. This is how the Grant Cardones of the world make $2 million a day. This is how the greatest athletes perform at a level that only they can perform at. This is how the greatest entertainers live in source, at source, through source, co-creating, collaborating, and coordinating the vibrations and frequency from acting to movies to unbelievable music. 
Spend minutes and moments outside of your higher self. Spend minutes and moments outside of your potential. Know that when you have identified the ego-based consciousness of the survival of the brain, that your mind, body, and soul are on fire, and all you got to do when you're on fire is stop, drop, and roll into a faster a velocity of a trajectory to something bigger and better because you are being promoted and protected, not punished by that ego. So remember to identify, stop, drop, and roll. Man, that's one of my favorite takeaways. Thank you so, so much. I appreciate it. Jakey Bakey, let's keep it rolling. We got about 12 minutes left. Let's keep it rolling. Dave, do you want to take a question on Zoom and I'll pull up a question on Instagram? How does that sound? Okay, that's fine. Very good. I will... uh get here in the webinar training i want to thank oh my gosh over sixty-six thousand people are registered for training today and we appreciate everybody on every platform joining us i get so caught up on clubhouse i kind of have ignored all my other audiences so thank you for your patience um biggest challenge uh, biggest change in your perspective you have had recently um wow my biggest change in perspective uh, is how much I limit myself. And it is because of uh, what I witnessed from the web telescope. And if some of you haven't seen the picture from the web telescope of the billions, I repeat with a B, billions of galaxies, they actually have a picture proving there's billions with a B galaxies. And within the context of a galaxy, knowing math, there's probably a trillion variables in each of those galaxies. So you have billions of galaxies with trillions of variables and my perception immediately changed. Probably the most significant perspective change that I could have because as much as I am on a journey to clear the interference and clear the limitations that I put upon myself to love and learn through myself and live with myself, not lie to myself, not limit myself, I'm not doing a good job because the possibilities, probabilities and perspective that was created by billions of galaxies with trillions of universe and just you know, looking at the limitations that I had thinking of Jeff Bezos, I can't even imagine infinity. As much as I try, I don't have a human capacity built within my conscious to even understand infinity. Take infinite patience, for example. I know mathematically or theoretically that if I could attain, which is why I pursue infinite patience, that everything would happen instantaneously in my perception. But even in the context of infinite patience, it's very difficult me for me not to limit myself and understand where I am on that journey of infinite patience, of instantaneous results, of manifestation at its fastest and most accurate capacity. Seeing the web telescope and understanding the size, scope, and scale of infinity has been by far the biggest change in my perspective recently because I could witness something with cognitive and articulated quantitative proof but yet not even understand the sky's scope and scale of what I was actually looking at. It's one thing to look at things in the theoretical, the illusions of the future and the relativity of the future and try to utilize it in a comparative analysis in the context of the past or even my present. But to witness something so grand 
so enormous that it shook my own existence and proved to me that I have limitations on my limitations is absolutely the biggest change in the perspective that I had recently. Uh, what a, a great takeaway uh, in question for a takeaway. Thank you so much. Uh, everyone at the webinar and IG and TikTok, thank you for your patience. I've been ignoring you. Uh, to that end, Jake, what do you got for me? Perfect, yeah, I've got a question from Instagram for you, Dave, it's from Weston. The question is, how would you go back and invest $20,000 and have it work for you at age 23? <laughs> I love the fact it's age 23. <laughs> so, um, yeah. there's a rule that I learned and it's the rule of extra, one extra double. And so the earlier we start, the more extra doubles we get. So if, for example, we would start earlier and we would get one extra double utilizing Einstein money into an annuity or an IUL uh, that has tax-free benefits and get an extra double compared to most people who, by the time they're 30, are putting that $20,000 away. Um, I also, uh, you know, and, and that's determining my timing and risk tolerance when I was 23. This is personal to me um, because from that $20,000, the extra double uh, of putting $20,000 away in a guaranteed annuitized tax-free vehicle, uh, an extra double on that money by the time I'm 65, uh, instead of having $2 million, I would have $4 million. Uh, just by simply unemotionally with no attention or intention, putting that money away and allowing it to have an extra double. Uh, now, the bigger lesson within the context of 23 years old and $20,000 is that if you're 23 years old today and you get $20,000 or you're 13 or you're 33, 43 or 53, what I want you to do first is to think about your timing and your risk tolerance on that $20,000. And then I want you to go find an expert, an expert in an area that you feel you want to invest in according to your skills, your knowledge, and your desire. I want you to align, find the supplementary and synergistic values in that by finding a mentor to find an expert to see what best vehicles of investment are aligned with supplementary or synergistic to your timing and risk tolerance. The lottery is over a billion dollars today and it's the best example of why we never make a bad investment if we get that alignment. I will tell everybody today that you have a two billion to one chance of winning that billion dollars you have a $2 investment that's necessary to win the mega millions at a billion dollars. It will be found out on Saturday uh, if you won or not. If those facts are synergistic supplementary or aligned with your timing and risk tolerance, when you lose your $2 in that investment, like the majority of people who will play, the millions and millions and millions of people that will play, when you lose that $2, you will be happy as a clam. Unlike someone who does not know their timing and risk tolerance, 
buys a token at 10 cents and sells it at $3 and gets 3,000 times their investment. But when it goes to $10 are completely dissatisfied and unhappy with their investment because they didn't know their timing and risk tolerance. The bigger takeaway of the question about where to put $20,000 when I was 23 years old is where would I put $20,000 that would be aligned with my timing and risk tolerance when I was 23 years old instead of putting it in places without consideration of my timing and risk tolerance. That is the bigger lesson. That's one in which I teach. That's one in which we talk about in are taking advantage of the recession group of how to know the timing and risk tolerance, how to find the people that are experts in alignment, synergistic or supplementary investment to that and where to put our attention and intention in the coincidences we want with our investments of not only money, but of time and emotion. All three of those coordinates will create a better alignment and better happiness and success in all of your investments. All right, Jake, we have time for one more. What do you got? Nina, Nina just joined the clubhouse. Nina, do you want to share your takeaway of the week? Hi, Jake. Thank you for bringing me up. Um, is it okay if I ask a question? Yes, of course. Sure, let's do it. Okay, thank you very much, David, for answering my various questions in the past um i read recently that in the eyes of, in the eyes of the source there is no wrong and right um that was something that was mentioned by ram das um so when we say we have to forgive ourselves but there isn't a right and wrong so what are we for forgiving in that case yeah we're forgiving ourselves for it yeah great question by the way nina we're forgiving ourselves for ignorant arrogance we're forgiving ourselves for thinking that we know what we don't know. We're forgiving ourselves beyond the fact there is no right or wrong, right? There's judgment and condition. And so we're forgiving ourselves for placing judgment and condition on an activity or a perception. And so, you know, at a deep level, what we want to do is learn from those judgments, conditions, separations, interferences that we're creating from source. And the forgiveness is in the respect uh, coordinated with gratitude of our ability to find the light, the love and the lessons in that person, situation, event, uh, aspiration or inspiration. And so I think a lot of people don't realize that morality, right and wrong, don't exist in the subconscious or unconscious. It only exists in the conscious where we put judgments, conditions and context onto circumstances, activities, or events that occur, people, places, and ideas that occur that we give meaning of good or bad to. So that morality is so interesting. It, you know, I, I use marijuana as, as the best example because when I was a kid, you could go to jail for life if you got caught using marijuana three times. It was very, very bad. No, it was illegal. It wasn't good or bad. It was under a social context of consciousness, illegal. And so in the social construct, uh, illegal things are bad um, and you can be punished by that, but source isn't punishing you. Source is uh, bigger than you and loves you more than your mom. So it's promoting and protecting you. Uh, but today, uh, you know, if you've been to California, you can smoke marijuana anywhere and it's good. People are out there promoting 
marijuana of how good it is for your brain, your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your teeth, your skin, your heart. I mean, there's more good effects of marijuana usage and more people telling you how good marijuana is. All it is, is the context of judgments and conditions. And we have to use gratitude, forgiveness, and accountability. One, gratitude, find the light, the love, and the lessons. Two, forgiveness, finding peace in the fact that we're ignorant and arrogant, thinking we know what we know. And three, what are we doing to participate in that perception? And what are we supposed to learn from it, allowing us to live in inspiration? Thank you so much, Nina. It's eight o'clock on the dot. We never like to go over, so Jakey Bakey, Close out the room. Everybody email me if you want to join our other groups. If you need the exercises and daily practices, I'm always willing to give it for free. David at dmelcher.com. Have a wonderful week so we can get more great lessons and takeaways. I love you all. Thank you, Glenn Lundy, Amelia, everyone for joining us. It is takeaway of the week on the Breakfast of Champions. Thanks, Jake. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, everybody, for joining, for sharing your takeaways of the week and your questions. As Dave mentioned, that was the Breakfast with Champions, 7 a.m. Pacific time with David Meltzer. If you have any follow-up on any of his trainings or guides, just email him, david at dmeltzer.com, david at dmeltzer.com. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.